0: Welcome everybody to an episode
1: of SSEV Live. My name is Kai Hoffman. I'm the at JR mining guy on Twitter and also the CEO of the SOAR Financial Group. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a doozy for you today lined up and uh, we have uh, Rob McCune, the executive chairman or chairman and chief owner of McCune Mining joining us. Michael Michel Miedig, he's actually, or Miedig, Michel Miedig. He, he's a German VP of McEwen Copper. Really looking forward to having him on the program as well. And uh, lots of news coming out of McEwen Mining these days. A, they closed a the massive financing for their copper asset, and also Rio Tinto coming in. And they've just uh, joint ventured another asset in Nevada to Rio Tinto slash Cantercot. Lot, lots to talk about. And uh, since we have Rob on, we'll probably talk gold price as well for a second. We'll we we'll have to. And uh, Kent can't bypass that. And uh, before I switch over to my guests, real quick, two things. One, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter. Hit that like and subscribe button. Let us know what you think of the conversation. Let us know what you think of the assets. Let us know what you think about the gold price. And uh, make sure you share the video as well. And one last thing, as a reminder, it's coming up very soon, the Deutsche Goldmesse in Frankfurt, Germany. Join us November 18th and 19th in person. we got 35 fantastic companies, six amazing keynotes joining us as well. Make sure to join us and register for free on our website. Link is in the show notes below. So thank you so much. I've said my piece. Let me welcome my guests, gentlemen. Thanks for coming on the program. It's great to see you.
0: Pleased to be on, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kai.
1: Yeah, no, great pleasure. And uh, Rob, it's been a while since we spoke. And uh, Michael or Michael, freut mich. Yeah, ja, ich mich auch. <laughs> I was joking earlier, we should do this in German, but then we lose half our audience, unfortunately. So, But uh, maybe as a reminder, actually, YouTube does offer a uh, subtitles or a closed captioning also in automatic transla- uh, with automatic translation. So if you want to watch this in German, just click on CC and you can se- select German and, I think, the other language subtitles as well. So um, I know that the the, the YouTube or the Google algorithm struggles a little bit with, uh, you know, technical terms, but uh, I think you'll get the gist. of it. So gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Rob, uh, we we decided to sort of start us off, uh, A, with. let's talk gold price first before we talk McEwen mining, because I think it all is connected. And uh, where are we at right now with gold? Roughly $1,700 an ounce. Are you happy with the gold price right now?
0: I would have expected it to be higher. Uh, there's been some selling. I understand the Ukraine central bank was selling uh, to finance its defense. Um, and interest rates have been moving up, and the dollars become more attractive, and all the other uh, commodities, including gold, get uh, cheaper when the dollar's going higher. I do have to say, though, that you can look back to prior periods. In particular, the late 70s, as interest rates were rising, gold price was climbing. And it wasn't until gold got to or the interest rates got to 18 percent at the Federal Reserve that it really stopped the advance of the gold price. So I think we have a long way to go. You've, we all know that there's been massive amounts of money printed. Monetary expansion has been unprecedented. There's a lot of debt that was taken on in the low interest rate environment, um, and that's coming back. And you're seeing inflation creep in all over the world right now, and I I think we're just at the beginning of that.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's like given, given so, the fact that the U.S. dollar is so strong, though, is gold actually trading at a higher valuation than it should be? Because that was sort of my, my hint at the question is like. Because like, I think it's hanging in there quite nicely given the US dollar strength in comparison. Do you agree or do you have a different view on that?
0: No, I think gold's um, people are trying to rearrange their portfolios, but they're going to be putting uh, exposure to gold in their portfolios soon because it's going to be performing much better. And Also, you've gone through the summer. And last week in particular is probably one of the quietest periods in the American markets. Uh, as everybody's just trying to grab the last bit of summer before the kids go back to school and people go back to work in earnest.
1: No, absolutely. And I appreciate you actually making the time because we're recording this on the day after Labor Day, so the Tuesday, which is for some reason always the busiest day of the year because everybody puts out news and uh, everybody's at their desk. (laughs) And uh, you put out news today as well. Um, Yes, we did. And McEwen Mining as well. Um, You announced the joint venture. Why don't you run us through uh, the joint venture and the agreement there, Rob?
0: Uh, the joint venture is with uh, an arm of Rio Tinto, uh, Kennecott Exploration, and they're, uh, we have a project in Nevada that's held by McEwen Copper, uh, and they've committed to spend $18 million to earn a 60, or 60% interest in the company, in that property. Uh, it's right next to some large uh, gold and copper deposits in the Cortez Trend at the north end of the Cortez trend, which is a very prolific area for okay. metal.
1: Absolutely. So, And did, so sorry to jump in. Um, $18 million over what period of time and uh, how are they planning to spend it?
0: It's seven over seven years. Uh, the first two years, $2 million. Thereafter, it's 10% of the outstanding balance to be spent every year yeah.
1: and, uh, as it, a minimum. They're they're the operators or will McEwen sort of still be in the driver's seat?
0: No, um, they're the operators. We have our hands full uh, a little further south on the same trend at our gold bar property. uh, And then we're in Timmins and Mexico and Argentina.
1: Argentina we'll get to in a, in a minute. But uh, let, let's talk about the McCune mining assets that are going to stay in the company. Uh, let's talk about Gold Bar. Let's talk about the project in Timmins as well. Um, how are the operations going? Like, uh, how, how did the summary last two quarters or so go? Because share price and uh, it isn't looking too too sexy right now, like many of the mining <laughs> companies. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're, they're all looking quite, quite uh, dreadful. Uh, don't look at my portfolio, please. Uh, it's it's deep in the red and uh, it's been a
0: dreadful year so far. So, but how are the operations going, Rob? It's a good time to add to your portfolio when everything's down so low.
1: I have some cash left, so which down. is good
0: too. Yes. Um, okay. A little further south from the property we joint ventured and just spoke of is our Gold Bar property. It's immediately below Barrick um, or New Gold's Nevada Gold's largest property. Their Cortez mine, um, and so Gold Bars had given us some problems over the the last couple of years, and we're just seeing it come out this year. The first first and second quarter were weak, um, COVID, equipment failures, shortage of manpower, and but this third quarter is looking much better. Um, if we go to Timmins, it's um, it had a weak first quarter, strong second quarter, and has made up what it, the shortfall of the, the first quarter. Um, Argentina, the same thing. COVID hit hard in the first quarter, second quarter it's doing well. So at the end of the second quarter, we had two operating well and one lagging, and the lagging one is now coming along.
1: Fantastic, yeah. And uh, Argentina, is sort of the next asset as well. Like there's. One that you're spinning out as well, that I'm
0: Los and I'm really
1: curious about as well. Um, Let's talk about that, Michael. You're the VP for McEwen Copper, the new um, subsidiary of McEwen Mining. Um, Tell us a bit more, Michael. Like, thanks for coming on, by the way. Um, Tell us more about the plans for McEwen Copper, and uh, tell us a bit how it all came together as well. I know Rob and I talked about it briefly in a previous conversation.
2: So maybe just a little bit by myself. I mean, uh, I have now 15 years in Latin America and um, I was uh, seven years with Barry Gold as CFO and in operations in, in the same province where um, this, province, uh, this project is located. So I feel very comfortable um, driving forward a project there, uh, also of that size, um, because this will be one of the top 10 um, mining projects um, going forward. Um, depending on what kind of flow sheet we're going to use um, but we rank top 10 in terms of resources um, we compare very favorably uh, to um, The other mining projects in the province. There are uh, a couple of others as for example Lundin's Rosemaria uh, Lundin's Filo um, then we have um, Glencos El Pachon uh, We have Aldeban Resources Altar and we have our project uh, El Pachon and um, uh, and uh, Los Azules are ranked top ten in terms of resources. Just to give you some ideas, yeah. Um, from our 2017 PA, we have about one point times um, the resource base. Um, we have about 60% uh, 66% higher uh, measured indicated copper grade than Rosmaria. Um, our average posting rate is, um, is is a little bit lower, uh, but our capex is significantly lower when you compare the studies so far. And um, uh, after TexNPV versus Rosemaria is, is about 46% higher. And um, similar uh, when you compare to Philo, uh, Philo that had an, a pretty good um, exploration story put together. Um, but our M&I uh, resource base is about six times greater. Our copper grade is about 45% higher. And um, uh, without going through all the details, I mean, uh, we are significantly lower in altitude. Uh, we, we are between 3,100, 3,600 meters, um, and um, Rosa Maria is about 1,000 meters higher, and Filo um, uh, is about 2,000 meters higher. So from, um, from a logistical point of view, we are much closer to infrastructure, we are much closer to highways, we are much closer to um, electricity. Uh, so we think that we have a very attractive project that we're pushing forward. As 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 Rob had mentioned to you before, um, he spun out the um, the copper business unit uh, about mid uh, last year, and the board approved investment going forward. And now we have um, a a plan uh, that we're executing. Uh, We're updating our PA, the 2017 one, Um, that should be done um, towards the end of the year to be published beginning first first quarter of next year. Uh, Then immediately instead of going to uh, pre-feasibility, we go into feasibility um, uh, That um, We're already working on at the moment. We are putting together the drilling program Uh, in the beginning of the year. We drilled three uh, 13,500 meters Um, We planned for uh, more than that uh, now in the upcoming drilling season from October we put in um, a second access road that allows us if you want to um, Pretty much year round operations. So, um, we have a pretty ambitious program. It's a very exciting project. It's um, on the lower end of the cost curve um, versus um, the other projects that are in the, uh, in the province that are in the higher end of the cost curve, as per the Goldman Sachs information that they put together in 2018. I believe they will update that uh, sometime soon. So it's an exciting opportunity, um, not only for us but also for the province of San Juan, that has experience in mining, that is highly ranked as um, as a province uh, for mining attractiveness according to the Fraser Institute. So we feel very comfortable operating in this environment.
1: No, fantastic, great, great summary and lots to follow up on. Obviously, um, Michael, how much money has been like? put into it, like, I don't want to say sunk, because it always sounds like you never recover it. But like, how much money has been put into Los Azulis, um b- b- up until now? And uh, how many meters have you drilled? Because I'm curious, like, how confident are you in the existing resource? And, and then as a follow up question, how much are you drilling? Or where are you drilling? And uh, what type of drilling are you doing right now to get to the next sure. stage?
2: Okay, so um, at the moment we have about 80,000 meters drilled. Um, we had 66,000 meters uh, in prior periods. We have done the 13.5 thousand. Um, uh, from this period. Um, we have spent in the first two uh, quarters about $24 million. Um, from now on, we think that we're going to spend about $35 million going forward um, before we go into the um, uh, into the IPO um, which um, because of the investment of, of Rio Tinto they um, they were keen to um, To have the opportunity to test out their Newton technology together with us from um, uh, From about uh, two weeks ago when we when we published the um, uh, the um, The investment of 25 million uh, of uh, Rio's joint venture um, a Rio's Newton uh, venture into into Los Azules. Um, so we have at the moment about uh, 82 million total. We spend about, um, as I said, 24, and um, we are ramping up now to go to the site beginning of October. Um, initially, we'll probably have uh, three drills, and then scale um, scale that up to about 10 drills uh, when when they're available. You know that in Argentina. There has been no drilling in the last 10 years. Uh, so there were sh- there were some shortages on manpower, on uh, equipment. We believe we have solved that. Um, we actually bought ourselves four drills uh, to support our drilling contractors with new equipment. So we're very confident on, on that project.
1: Yeah, no, fantastic. Yeah, on, on the drill the drill side, actually, like what I've been hearing is you're lacking, or not not you are, sorry, but in general, the mining industry is lacking teams to operate those drills. It's usually mm-hmm. not the equipment yeah. that is lacking, it, it's the operators, right? And I'm sure it's the same in Argentina as it is in Quebec right now as well. So.
2: Yeah. So what, we, what we're doing there is we're working with, the, with, with contractors uh, so that they um, do driller education as part of the upscaling so that when we have more equipment available, we have, um, uh, at least from the helper's point of view, from the junior drillers, uh, we have sufficient human resources. And then we believe that um, this will help us getting good performance for the drills going forward. Uh,
1: no, fantastic. And uh, c- coming back to Rio Tinto's involvement in the Newton technology, uh, I understand it is to improve recoveries in the heap leach process for copper leaching. Um, what what are the recoveries in the in the latest resource? Have you done metallurgy? And to what do the, the, what does Rio Tinto expect to to be able to do with your, uh, for lack of a better term, ore?
2: So, um, I mean, I cannot speak on behalf of Rio um, but we expect um, significant increase in recoveries. We, increase, uh, we expect also significant shortages of leaching times. As you know, that uh, copper leaching uh, takes more time than, um, than, for example, gold leaching. So what we expect is um, to see a shortening. Uh, we have sampled material that uh, is currently on the way to Rio. Uh, to their facilities where they do the metallurgical testing. Um, we know that uh, from 2013 information uh, that where we have seen um, good recoveries on the supergene material, that's a material that we encounter first, and um, uh, we probably will incorporate the results from the new testing in our feasibility study.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so that's a quick turnaround on those results. Um, but, but you said you're doing pre-feasibility first, is that correct?
2: No. So okay. what we what we planned initially was PEA, so preliminary economic assessment, then pre feasibility, and then feasibility. So um, about two months ago, uh, we came together here in Canada and said, "Okay, what can we do to accelerate um, the time to time to construction?" And we feel relatively confident on uh, the information that we have, and therefore we decided to go from PEA into feasibility instead of going through pre feasibility first. So we cut that time out. We cut out about one and a half, two years of development time.
1: It sounds like you're fairly certain of where to put things, site logistics and, and, and things mm-hmm. like that. That's what you need for a feasibility study, right? Um, let, let's talk about uh, the capitalization of the company. You just closed the sec- or third tranche of financing. You raised over $81 million in total. Uh, can you break that down for us? Because I understand, Rob, you put in roughly $40 million as part of that as well. Is that correct?
0: Yes, put in uh, forty last year. And then uh, we had a. Uh, the next, there were three tranches. The second tranche was $15 million. And the largest uh, piece of that $15 million, two thirds of it, was an Australian group, Victor Smorgan Group, uh, and some individuals. And then we had the $25 million from uh, the Rio Tinto venture, Newton Technologies. And there were. Uh, In our shareholders' agreement, there were a few um, shareholders that just upped their investment uh, to bring us up to just shy of $82 million. Um, In terms of our shareholders, uh, McEwen Mining owns 68 percent, I own just under 16 percent, Rio's Venture Arm uh, owns just under 10 percent, and then the, the Australian uh, group that I mentioned owned just under four percent for ninety-seven, just over ninety-seven percent of the company.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Um, what kind of valuation did you raise uh, the, the last money at?
0: Uh, the same as uh, we did earlier. Uh, it was at ten dollars a share. That would put a price of just under two hundred and sixty million dollars on the asset. There is also a one and a quarter percent royalty. Uh, NSR, on both of the copper projects owned by um, McEwen Copper that's held by McEwen Mining.
1: That you could monetize later on as well. What's the market cap of McEwen Mining right now in comparison?
0: Oh, it would be uh, sub-200. Okay, mind-blowing. It's probably (laughs) probably about 150. Uh, This industry is fun, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it can uh, chew up your capital sometimes. We, we happen to have, I think, uh, large properties in very prolific camps. The Timon camp has been going for well over 100 years. And when you go into Quebec, it's about 140 million ounces of gold's come out of that district. Then you're down in Nevada. Um, again, a very prolific area. Um, in Argentina, lower Argentina, and Deciaso Massif and Santa Cruz is a, a new area that really – started emerging in the uh, mid-1970s, or 90s, sorry. Um, and then we have Los Azulas. And it, I've been looking and saying, well, people say, well, what's it worth? It was inside McEwen Mining. We had operational issues that detracted from the story. And people say, well, I'd rather have a pure copper play and a pure precious metal play, but not an amalgam Of the two particularly when the copper project is very large and needs a lot of money so to you know take the threat of dilution away uh, we said well let's create a separate copper company that we could finance and and that's what we've done and as Michael said we plan to do an IPO in the first half of next year but before that advancing the project is making sure we can have year-round access um, getting a a better sense of the metallurgy updating the preliminary economic assessment so we had a it better reflects the prices of today rather than when it was done four or five years ago and also doing more drilling and a lot of the holes in the uh, the model PEA, there was a pit shell where we'd mine, but many of the holes went much deeper. So, this year we'll be doing some testing of some large anomalies that sit at the top end, the north end and the south end of this, thinking we might be on to a large, larger system. But you're already 36 years mine life, as by the PEA. Um, and. I often translate different metals into gold to get a sense of size. So if you were to use today's metal prices and take our resources of copper and silver and convert them to a gold equivalent, you'd be looking at a 60 million ounce gold deposit. And if you use the annual production rate for the first 13 years, again from the PEA, of 415 million pounds of copper, translate that into gold, that's over 800,000 ounces of gold annual production. And the cost would be around $600 an ounce. So just to give you a sense of scale and value. And then I use the Jose Maria and Philo has two reference points, copper projects in the same province, we have a larger resource We're better than twice the size of Jose Maria, closer to infrastructure, lower alt altitude and um, and higher grade. And you go all right, that sold for four hundred and eighty five million dollars in April of this year. So if you went along and said, Well, why don't we discount that value by 50%? And that would work out to a 242 million value. And McEwan's share of that be 165 million, which divided by the number of shares outstanding, 47.4 million shares, is equal to $3.48. And just before I came into this meeting, we were trading at $3.18. So you basically get a large copper deposit and all the precious metals are thrown in for free. Um, if you said, okay, we're we're bigger, and you say, well, if you use the same price as Jose Maria was sold for, then you're at just under $7 a share of copper value behind every share of McEwen Mining. And then, if she went a little more aggressive and said, Well, we're better than the, you know, twice the size of resource and higher grade and those other attributes, then you'd have just $10.40 of value behind every share of McEwen Mining. So it's, and I think those two reference points one was just under $500 million for Jose Maria and Philo which Michael mentioned, I think they're going to upgrade their their resource and and the grade of the resource as a result of some spectacular drill holes they had. But it traded in May up to 3.3 billion, currently trading at a market cap of 2.2 billion. So you have those two reference points, and I think we're somewhere in between in terms of the value of Los Azules right now. And it's being, I guess, Rio Tinto coming in, or one of their arms coming in, is uh, somewhat buttressing or underlying that valuation.
2: And it's also a big difference when it comes to construction to construct at 3,000-meter altitude, 4,000-meter altitude, or 5,000-meter altitude. I mean, I've been at Pascualama during construction, and um, it is much easier uh, to do something at 3,000 meters than this at 4. And this is mag- this is order of magnitude. I mean uh, lots of things that that work at 3,000 meters. They don't work at four uh, Whether it's productivity of people whether it's concrete pouring whether it's welding I mean there are lots of practical issues when it comes to build a project that then um, reflect themselves into CapEx um, You need to pre you need to preassemble much more they need to build a huge Very long roads to access which we don't they're very close to the infrastructure. So we are very confident on this um, with this project.
1: It sounds like it, absolutely. And then my my question that came to mind now is like, why wait so long for the IPO and spinout? So I know you mentioned a couple of things like waiting more for metallurgy, camp construction, access road, and things like that. But uh, it's time to unlock that value. It sounds like because uh, for some reason you're not getting it. It's not being seen within MacQ and Mining for some reason. Right.
0: Yes. Well. <laughs> We wanted to fund it, address some of the issues we'd heard raised about it, like access and the drilling, all of our drilling was vertical and now it's inclined drilling, angle drilling to get a better sense of lithology and structure. Um, we brought in a firm to look at optimizing the mine plan and they, we want to incorporate that thinking as well into the updated PEA. Because we believe there's a lot more value and we don't want to sell it at this price.
1: No, it makes sense. Uh, like here in Germany, a big deal right now is the Porsche IPO that is being discussed. Um, oh, and, yeah. And wh- one aspect of it, of course, is uh, Volkswagen is considering letting retail into the deal as well, um, which, you know, like. We, we feel honoured we get invited into a deal, apparently. But uh, are, are you planning the same? Or is like, what is that spin-out going to look like? Are you going to do another IPO financing? Is that planned as well? Just tell us a bit more about the structure and what that will look like in the end.
0: It would be, we'd be listing the entity. So the IPO, the book will be open and it won't be restricted. So retail will oh. get access.
1: Fantastic. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, guys, any more like news items that will be coming up now? Like, how are you going to plan on uh, handling news flow coming out of McHugh and Copper? Um, it seems like it is quite material given the valuation you're ascribing to the project. Um, will you be putting out press releases then when whenever news and drill holds come available? And uh, what's what's the strategy there?
0: Yes. Uh, right now, there's no drilling taking place because it's the winter in Argentina. Uh, we'll be uh, resuming drilling in October. And then um, as we go forward, um, other information, there might be some work on the metallurgy, preliminary work on the metallurgy and the recovery rates that we may be able to provide the market Um, in the interim. uh, We also engaged, and I think it's it's very important to us, because one of the biggest considerations of mining in the mountains in argentina in san juan province is the amount of water you use and because there's most of the province is mountainous and a small percentage is arable land but it needs a lot of irrigation and so there's concerns about that Uh, we've engaged the services of a an architect who's very prominent in the world of green living sustainable buildings and saying, one, why don't you come in and take a look at mining and see if you can develop a different approach to mining, Um, one that's uh, regenerative, one that has a lighter impact on the environment, uses less water, uh, less energy, emits less carbon.
1: Um, interesting like rob if you come up with a solution that doesn't add to all in sustaining costs tremendously I'd, I'd love to hear it because I, I think that's always an issue right and uh like i'm re- I'm really keen on it as well like even just hiring esg consultants put out esg reports uh, can add a couple dollars to your all in sustaining costs on the gold side for example the question is are the, inv- are the investors willing to pay for it uh, as well and uh, are they going to in, in, like invest extra money or taking into account the dilution as well. So I find it really interesting. I'm really curious what kind of approach you come to because we, now we have electrified mining fleets and things like that and uh, maybe living, living walls as well on a mining site. That'd be interesting. So living green walls. Fantastic. Gentlemen. Yeah, so
2: what we did is um, when, when Rob um, and, and the rest of the team and I went uh, to, to Argentina, one of the discussions we had was, uh, OK, how can, what can we do to, to support the province in saving water? About 70 percent of the water coming from the Andes at the moment is lost, either through um, issues on the canalization systems or um, just bad practices in terms of um, in terms of farming or other uses. So, um, Rob came, came with the idea of, of doing some additional work, there, and I think that will be very well received. Uh, so i think that's a big ticket item then we also met with um, from the beginning we met with uh, provincial authorities with the energy companies um i just came back um from Argentina uh, actually yesterday we met with ypf that's the um that's a national uh, fuel company that also has a renewable arm yeah to discuss okay when uh, when is what kind of renewable available there's um uh, about Eighty kilometres from where we are, um, there's a connection to a grid where where YPF plans closely to buy, um, to build a significant um, solar plant, and they are able to give us access to energy that is one hundred percent renewable without any kind of significant um, increase in cost. It's basically the same as as any other cost in in Argentina at the moment, so that was a surprising, positively surprising meeting with them. Uh, and it's good to see that they're interested to talk with us early on in this project development. So I think there's lots of opportunity to to do good on, on the ESG side. And I'm very help, happy that Rob is a person that pushes for innovative um, solution that takes care of the environment.
1: Oh, sounds like it. I'm really looking forward to what, uh, what the architect comes up with as well, because uh, I haven't seen too many green mining sites per se, like regular mining sites, but not green. So I, I, I'm curious. Um, gentlemen, like fantastic conversation. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Michael, Rob, um, really appreciate it. And uh, let, let's catch up very soon once you're closer to the IPO, obviously. And uh, again, I'll, I'll bring you back on just to discuss ESG and green mining practices uh, once you have a clearer plan of what that might look like in Argentina. Really appreciate that. Fantastic. Thank All you right. so much for tuning in. And uh, everybody else, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for watching. Uh, we were joined by Rob McCune and uh, Michael meeting over at uh, Rob uh, McCune mining and uh, McCune copper and a uh, fantastic conversation about what the plans are moving ahead uh, valuations of the, the miners in general valuations of uh, you know of a copper asset that has the the looks and likes of other of the of the grades down in Argentina and really looking forward to that IPO and hope valuations can hold up seems like there's a bit of competitive competitive tension building in Argentina with bhp and Rio Tinto presumably going head-to-head there. Really curious to see how that one plays out. And uh, we hope you like the conversation. Follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter. Hit that like and subscribe button. And uh, if we see each other in Frankfurt, I'd much appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back with more content soon. Thank you.